is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast, guys. This is the Arkansas Week Black Uniform edition of the podcast. Guys, as always, I'm your boy Hirsch. With me, CJ the Man McCann. What's up, guys? And back with us last week after dealing with some family issues, the hype man, Wes. What's good, Gator Nation? What's good? I know Wes appreciates all y'all's thoughts and prayers for last week. Thank y'all for doing that. Those of you that, that commented either in our chat or in our in our uh, YouTube comments, guys, thank you. I know he appreciates it. Guys, we're going to jump right into things this week, man. As always, go out there, download your podcast, this podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, as I can get my act together here. And um, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, guys, this is your first time checking us out, or maybe you've checked us out a few times and you've held off on doing so, Go ahead, subscribe to the channel, guys. Drop a like on the video. Leave your score predictions for the Arkansas game down below. What do you think the Gators do in this week's game as we try to rebound from the loss in Jacksonville against UJ? We'll talk a little bit about that in a second, guys. Um, you, you know, we don't we don't usually do the raw reactions when we lose anymore. It's it's getting to be a little bit bitter, if you would say. Um, some of the uh comments and things like that and just general fan reaction right now we like to focus a little bit more on the positive and we've kind of noticed that that you guys as the fan base like when we do that as well so we try to do that we'll talk a few things here in a minute about what we you know saw in that game and what we expected versus what we got kind of kind of that nature but we're going to jump right into recruiting like we always do guys 
Um, it's hey, it's that time of the week again. DJ Lagway, watch man. We're gonna talk a, a little bit about what DJ did uh, Saturday night. He was supposed to play on Thursday. Game had a weather delay and it got pushed back till um, Saturday. And he played the Woodlands, which if you don't know who that is out there in Texas football, the Woodlands is a very good football team. This was kind of one of the couple games that were circled on the calendar calendar as far as let's see what DJ Lagway really has this season when he plays good teams. The Woodlands was one of those teams. And they ended up winning, I believe, a 60-52, to 52, man, in an absolute shootout. What did DJ do if you haven't heard already? Oh, he just went 29 of 35. 383 yards and four touchdowns passing. And just for, you know, fun, he added 13 carries for 220 yards and three more touchdowns on the ground. You know, your your average seven touchdown performance, doing what a star does in a big-time game, showing out, once again, showing why there's so so much excitement behind DJ Lagway. And I want to cover real quick what his numbers look like on the season as of this point. I believe he's got one more regular season game to go. DJ's got 3,200 passing yards on the season, guys. And that, while that might not be, you know, terribly impressive, even though in high school it really is in nine games, he has 45 touchdowns on the season. Um, Nobody in the Elite 11 even remotely comes close to that. As I'm looking at the comparison on the season for for Elite 11 quarterbacks, and, and with that, He's added in 609 rushing yards and nine touchdowns on top of that. Um, You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago about why we want DJ to come in and not start right away, why we want Graham Mertz to play. But it's going to be very hard, like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, not to have packages that can get DJ on the field for certain looks, whether it be – uh, uh, you know, plays where you want to give your quarterback the the RPO option, things of that nature that maybe, you know, you're not going to want Graham Mertz doing. Um, but the thing about it is, is you you know what kind of arm DJ brings to the table, and he's going to be able to keep defenses honest in that, in that kind of setting because he's going to be able to let a throw rip if he needs to, especially when you have the motion guys like Trey Wilson in this offense where you've got some short passes available as well. It's going to be really fun to see the plays that get drawn up for DJ next year, um, regardless of whatever offensive coordinator we're looking at, whether it be Billy Napier and uh, Russ Callaway or another offensive coordinator, like most people are, you know, believing it's going to be just, you know, you can't say enough good things about what DJ Lagway has done hype wise. Um. But enough about that. We're going to talk about some visitors here for the Arkansas game real quick and what they may or may not mean to the future of recruiting as far as this class goes and a couple for 25. We're going to start right off. Uh, LJ McCray is going to be in town his first visit since his commitment to the University of Florida. And he's bringing his um his mainland partner with him. Zay Mincy's going to be in town. So that's, that's really big. Uh, as of right now, though, it, it's kind of like a 60-40 thing. Bama's trying to get him there for the night game versus LSU. So a lot of people have said they've talked to Zay. They've heard he's coming to the Florida game. A lot of people have said he's thinking about going to the Bama game. He may do both. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, He may leave early from Gainesville and head on up 
head up to Bama, you don't know how that's going to shake out. But you have to think that having LJ in his ear helps at least a little bit. Hey, man, come with me. Let's let's ride together, whatever it may be. But that's a big one. Uh, Alabama commit, speaking of Alabama, Alabama commit Jameer Grimsley, who was in Jack, Jacksonville for the uh, Florida-Georgia game, will be at this game. And that is a big one that the Gators continue to flip. So you're going to have both of the top two DB targets still on the board here at this game. And we're not done talking about flip candidates. Got a couple more we're going to talk about. One, uh, safety, um, Jordan Pride, Texas A&M commit. Hadn't talked about him in a minute. He's going to be there as you may. Hey, I'll take more safeties in this class. We've seen it. We need some safety bodies in that room. And it looks like the staff is pressing hard on Jordan Pride. They've been commit, um, <clears throat> sorry, recruiting him behind the scenes for for several several weeks now. So this is not much of a surprise. And one other man uh, coming that's a flip candidate is um the Arkansas running back commit. Um, sorry guys, uh, Jordan Ball is going to be here as well. Out of he's out of the um, is he out of the Atlanta area there, CJ Decatur? Yes. Decatur, yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be there. That's a, that's a, you know, a, a guy that the Gators have been recruiting and trying to add a second running back to this class. We've mentioned several times that the Gators are going to have to add at least one more body to that running back room, whether it be through recruiting or the portal. I think that you've seen Trey Webb do a lot of good things this season, and maybe they feel like they can take another guy in the recruiting ranks instead of the portal because they know Trey Webb will be ready next year to solidly contribute if and when Montreal Johnson goes pro. A um, couple other guys we want to talk about. Uh, Favor Edwin, Edwin, the offensive tackle out of McDonald, will be on an official visit. He is the only target going to be at this game that is on an official visit. So we'll see how that rolls, um, you know. I think that's a wait and see. They obviously Seton is the guy that you want in this class. Favor everyone is kind of a, a backup plan. Uh, I don't know if the staff really wants to add another project offensive line to this class. Obviously, I know we as fans don't want any more project offensive lines for this class. My take would be save that scholarship. If you can't get Seton in this class, save it, go to the portal, get you a starter from the portal. But, I'm not on the staff. Co- several commitments will be there. Um, biggest of which, Amaris Williams will be there, who was fresh off an Ohio State visit, possibly has another Ohio State visit planned. This would be a very huge visit for us to get him on campus and try to get that recruitment shut down. He's you know, Ohio State's hot on his heels. We need to get him in town, remind him why he thinks Gainesville is home, get him to shut that recruitment down. Um, Miles Graham, Kendall Jackson, Darius Hayes. Great to have Darius Hayes back in town. Um, Kanan Daniels supposed to be making his way over from Mississippi. That's a big one. Isaiah Williams. Seems like Isaiah Williams is in town whenever the Gators are playing. Great to have him there. Um, Micah Burrow will be visiting once again. I, I missed his name a second ago, the defensive lineman from, from Georgia that was previously committed to the Gators. Uh, Obviously very big to get him back on campus. A couple of 2025 guys, though, I want to mention real quick before I get y'all's opinion on these guys visiting this weekend. Um, Hilton Stubbs, safety at Jacksonville, visiting once again. 
really big to kind of keep getting that young man on campus. And the biggest 2025 guy visiting this weekend is the linebacker out of Baton Rouge, uh, Keelan Moses, who is going to be making a decision here very shortly on his recruitment. Obviously, always very hard to get a young man out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but get him on campus, see what happens. He's been real high on the Gators. Uh, CJ, I'm going to start with you. Out of all these visitors, what speaks to you the most? And obviously, um, what do you think are the biggest needs out of these young men we mentioned? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously the offensive line is the area to address. We don't have a lot of the offensive linemen coming, um, you know, which is which is whatever because you've only got, you know, a few on your board that are even left out there to get. So, um, you know, safety is another position of need. I, I really think the staff wanted Jordan Pride back when he committed to A&M, but they didn't want to take him without seeing how far he would progress with his injury. Um, I don't think he, you know, had any interest in waiting to commit. So he went ahead, but now with things at Texas A&M not looking great, um, you know, maybe he's kind of changing his mind. I don't know. I mean, the kids, kids from right there in, uh, where is he? Bluntstown. Um, so, uh, you know, he's, he's been, he's a local kid, uh, probably, probably would really like to come to Florida. Um, so if they can get that one and they feel comfortable with his injury, for sure, you know, getting another body in the safety room would definitely be welcome. Um, hold on, okay. hold on, CJ. I got to hit. I got to hit us with some breaking news as far as recruiting visits go. This just came across the wire from uh, on threes. Keith Newbeer, uh, Jer- Jeremiah Smith will be in the swamp this Saturday as well. Oh, huh. cool. <laughs> uh, you, you know. <laughs> Word on the street also, guys, and and I'm not going to – this isn't out there publicly yet, so I'm not going to put a name to it, but there will be another big-time wide receiver in the swamp on Saturday as well that we're not talking about. Right. Um, The name will come out. It's not up to me to put it out there at this time, but it's a very, very big wide receiver name. Yeah, once once it comes out, you'll know who we're talking about, and it might even come out – Today, before you you hear the podcast, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, you've got a game now, um, that's really important because you've only got one other home game after this one to, uh, get these guys in. And, you know, you know, you want to, you want, when you're having a day like this, uh, where you're wearing black uniforms for the first time and there's going to be a different aura around things, you know, saluting the veterans and such, I think it's important to get these guys in here. Um, you know, Ball is another guy, you know, you'd like to have another person in the, um, in the, uh, running back room for sure. Uh, solid athlete. I'm more excited about some running backs in the 25 class, uh, than I am in the 24 as of right now. A lot of those guys are kind of off the board. Um, so, you know, for depth reasons, I, I completely understand it. Um, you know, just, you know, and if he gets here and then he's a heck of a talent, then, you know, then great. Awesome. Uh, obviously he's a good athlete. Uh, I think he's actually listed as an athlete. I think he plays running back in another position. Um, so, you know, he's obviously a good football player. Um, but, yeah, that, that's pretty much pretty much it. I mean, to me, it's a lot of the guys you have that are already committed. Um, some of the guys that aren't committed, we kind of have a really, really good idea at this point where we stand in their recruitment. Um, so, you know, that's great. Uh, the Jeremiah Smith news, cool. 
Again, he's a guy <laughs> that I can't, I can't, I cannot get myself excited for because we've been told time and time again, if, you know, if Heartline is in Ohio State, my man's going to Ohio State. Uh, I know Miami has talked about recruiting him some more. Florida State still trying to recruit him. I think all the Florida teams are really pulling at him hard. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you've got a guy up there in Heartline who's just such a great receivers coach. Um, you know, you're talking about two guys that are possibly going to be first-round talents um, in this on that team again this year. So definitely a hard pull, but, you know, good to get him back. You know, it's one thing that we we stressed with with this the staff. It's so much different than the last one in the sense of, they don't really quit on on recruitments, even if they know it's a lost cause. They still try, which uh, speaks to their their work ethic and their persistence. And sometimes that pays off in the end. Um, so we'll see how it goes. All right, Wes, you 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 heard the list of names, the guys that's coming. Um, obviously, I know you're you're big on the offensive line situation as well, and there's not there's not any names that really are are gonna shake your core. <laughs> so what do you what do you feel like's the the biggest need in this in this weekend's visits? Uh, I'm gonna stick where where CJ was uh, at. He, I mean, he said safety, and I'm gonna go corner. Um, we saw Marshall. We saw uh, Agent Eight out there as well, uh, and, and they look horrible. Agent Eight. They they they, they look horrible out there uh, this past weekend. The only corner I feel I trust is Jaden Hill. Um, uh, I, I I can't be too hard on Castell. He's my boy. I'm not going to be hard on him. Uh, he played the last couple of weeks. I know he's probably playing through injuries. And we don't have depth there. So to CJ's point, uh, with pride and some other guys coming in, you you love it there. But I want to see some guys pushing these guys at corner. I, I'm looking forward to uh, Zay Minson coming in and Grimsley coming in. I, I, I want to flip. Both of those guys, not one. I want to. I need to. I need a turnover in that room uh, because I don't know if Marshall's going to the league or not. But I, what league? I, I, I the CFL. I don't know. I don't. I, I, XFL. I have no guys, <laughs> and hold on. Let let me stop before we go. Before I let you go any further, guys. I'm not trying to dog Jason Marshall. None of us are. But that He's young man's man. got a lot of work to do, and he hasn't put enough on tape to be considered yeah, he's, for, he's regressed for the NFL from where right he was, now. And, and, and not, if any, it don't, don't take this as we're bashing a player. That is just straight honesty. Um, I don't believe you're going to see any uh, scout on, on X or wherever say, Oh, Jason Marshall is highly thought of by scouts in the upcoming draft. That's just, that's just purely factual right now. Go back at it, Wes. Yeah, so I, 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 we have uh, Jackson, we have uh, Dijon Johnson there. Uh, we have those two guys there, but I still want to see uh, two more guys to come behind because I, I believe uh, not Thornton. Is it Thornton? Not Thornton. I can't remember his name. The other guy is a slot guy, and Thornton is in the secondary for safety. So I, I love him there, and I love Castillo there. And those guys are young. Those guys are going to uh, learn assignment football, learn what it be as far as safeties. So I'm not worried about them, but I need uh, Grimsley and, and, and Zay Messi in this DB class because we, we have shown a propensity to play freshmen. So I just want the best guy on the field. Devin Moore is injury prone. We can't count on him. I love him. To me, he's the best guy, but he can't stay uh, from out of the, uh, the, 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 the tent. 
So until he can get out of the tent and prove that he can be accountable, uh, that you know the old saying, we all play foot sports, the best ability is availability. And he hasn't been av- uh, available for us on the field. So we need we need help at corner because I, I feel like a lot of our – if I know a lot of people are down on Armstrong and this and that, but if, it, it wasn't – the only thing I'm down on Armstrong was, is for – I feel like the play sometimes coming late. Even on that failed two-point conversion against uh, – not two-point, the, the red zone, the first time we stopped when we hit the field goal, it seemed like the plays are getting in late. That reminds me of uh, Grantham as far as that. But a lot of times the guys are in positions to make plays. They're just not making plays. So there's nothing the coach can do. You just have to get better players to, to feel what you need to do. So uh, I, I really need some – we know that the linebackers coming in. We know the D-line looks good. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the atrocity of the offensive line. There's no use of wasting my breath there anymore. Uh, but we need some help in the secondary as far as uh, the, backs, uh, the back four. Yeah, I'm gonna, let's use that to kind of segue into talking about what we saw in that Georgia game real quick. And and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, guys. Um, we all saw the game. We we know what happened. Things went bad. Then they went worse. Um, that is a result, to me, of one of the youngest football teams in the country, not knowing – and not being used to dealing with adversity. A lot of these guys were just in high school playing on very good high school teams. They weren't losing like this. They weren't getting kicked in the face by a team like Georgia. You know, the biggest thing with Georgia, and we we talked about this before we came on the air. The biggest thing you see difference-wise, obviously besides the talent, I mean, that goes without saying, is Georgia has 11 guys, say, on defense, and they all do their assignments. Every single play, they don't miss assignments. Each man has the guy that they're supposed to do or the zone they're supposed to be in, and they're there each and every play. Whereas you see us, and it only takes one, maybe two guys being out of step for a second or two, whatever it may be, or making the wrong read, and and you're busted. And good teams take advantage of it. That's a young team. That's two young safeties learning on the job. And uh, obviously, we just talked about regressing at the cornerback position a little bit. Uh, young linebackers. I mean, uh, Princely probably played the best game on defense. Hey, he's the veteran guy on the team. Um, It's just, yeah, obviously, Shamar played the whole game hurt. And now on the depth chart that just released as we're doing this podcast, Shamar is listed as out for this week's game. I mean, it's a, he hurt his ankle early in that game. They showed it multiple times throughout the broadcast. I'm sure it slowed him down. Um, but that's, you know, that's just a small excuse. It goes back. Billy has said this week in and week out. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's just an excuse. Execution is everything in football. And all 11 guys have to execute. And you see it on offense as well. Damian George, you can't block to save your life on an on a elite edge rusher or, or a competent edge rusher who gets the edge set on him and it blows a whole play up because one guy can't do their assignment. You know, our, our, our running back can't pass block. Our guy runs the wrong route. That is a team. That is a thing that good teams don't do. That you see us doing a lot this season because we're young, and we've got a lot of guys that haven't played together. 
whether it be freshmen that just got on the team, you know, I know to a lot of people like that's excuses, teams overcome it. Uh, most teams aren't as young as this team is. When you take a lot of guys through the transfer portal, like Tennessee did or Florida State does, you know, yeah, that's a lot of new faces, but they've, they've played a lot of college ball too. So that's a lot of experience. And, and you'll see them have some hiccups early in the season, but as the season goes on, they get stronger and stronger. This is just young guys. This is why we knew this year would be tough. We talked about it from the beginning. You were going to take some lumps this season. If you weren't expecting to take some lumps against Georgia, I don't know who you expected us to take lumps again because that's the best team on our whole schedule the entire season. You saw us have a very similar problem with Utah. What does Utah have in common with Georgia? Not talent, but well-coached. They do their job on defense. They're, they, they're very good with their assignments. And, and that in lies the difference in those teams and where we're at right now. CJ, do you agree with that? No, I, th- I think that that's, that's the reason Georgia does what they do, and that's the reason Alabama did what they do for so long. It's just, you know, Kirby's from the tree. He, he's understanding. And Billy's from the tree. He's from the same tree. He understands that that's where you have to get where, you, where you're going in this situation. It's one thing to have a defense and you have a coordinator who just lines up guys wrong. They're just in the wrong package every time. That's that's more on your defensive coordinator and your play caller. But when they're in position to make plays and you just don't, I don't know what, what you want. I mean, you could sit there and say, okay, well, they're not doing a good enough job motivating or whatever. If there's one guy that I don't have a doubt in my mind is doing the best he can as far as the rah-rah stuff that everybody keeps calling for, it's got to be Austin Armstrong. Um, I don't I don't know what, what else to do. And I understand Austin Armstrong is young. This is the first time he's done this. I'm not saying he doesn't make mistakes because he sure does. Um, and that's that's one of the challenges that we knew we were going to have with Austin Armstrong. He's got to find his footing. But he, to this point, um, they've done much better than they were last year and the year before. And I understand that you could say, oh, well, that, you know, much better than that is is still not very good. Yeah, but, I mean, it's progress. It, it went forward. We stopped going backwards. After we went backwards, and I didn't even think that was possible from the year prior. Um, you know, I see people all the time, you know, up and down that we're talking about, oh, this defense is, is worse than last year. And I'm like, man, I don't know about that. I mean, does this defense still have its gaffes? Sure. You know, we still see stuff. I, I see, you know, guys playing two-hand touch out there and, and things like that, not looking for the ball, not coming back to the ball. Um, you know, it's just we're fighting. We're taking a lot of lumps. Um, we, we've been going over this all season, us especially. I don't know about everybody else. I can't speak to everybody else. But I feel like us three have been very grounded in our expectation for this team. I think we've been very realistic about where this team was. Um, you know, none of us expected to really beat Georgia. I think me and Hurst thought it might be a little closer. I think we were giving ourselves a 10-point cushion. Um, and, and I'll say this too, you, you look at, we gave Georgia 16 points, um, you know, just gave it to them. And if you take that away, then they beat us by, I think they beat us by 23. So they beat us by a touchdown. If you don't just absolutely, you know, give them the ball on that fumble and short field, the fourth down conversion that didn't go our way. And then you have the block 
uh, you know, it, it's just the block, uh, block safety, uh, you know, the safety for the block punt, you know, that's 16 points you handed them. Um, you got to stop doing that. Uh, you, you're not going to beat the number one team in the country making those kind of errors. Um, we said that. We went over that. We we talked about, me and Hurst talked about this last week. This is what you need to do to beat Georgia. We, we talked about limiting Ladd McConkey. They didn't do that at all. Um, we kind of knew that that was going to be the guy that was going to be able to hurt us. Um, it, it, and that's what ended up happening. We didn't get enough pressure on Carson Beck to really, really make him nervous all day. Uh, Carson Beck is a much better quarterback whenever he's not pressured. Uh, he's And I think that it just was not a great day. Um, you know, Georgia really, really is an experienced team. They're a very talented football team. They've got a consistent coaching staff. You know, the coaching staff hasn't really, really moved around a whole bunch. You know, you still got the constants there. Uh, Mike Bobo is not a new coordinator. Mike Bobo has been doing this a long time, even with them adding him. Um, you know, Will Muschamp is still there. Kirby Smart is still there. This is just a well-coached football team. Um, and I, listen, I, I understand wanting to beat Georgia because I want to beat Georgia. I think we all want to beat Georgia. We don't like Georgia. Uh, I know, you know, from people my age, it's hard to understand losing to Georgia because for so long, for the better part of 30 years, we really didn't. Um, it, the things have just changed. They've got it figured out. Georgia made the right hire for them. Um, they're just a good football team. You know, the only way to close the gap is to recruit like we're recruiting. You know, consistently you look at Georgia's last four classes and our last four classes, they've got, you know, a number one class, a number two class, a number three class, and a number three class. And then you look at us and we've got a seven, a 12, um, a 12, and like a 19 or something like that. I mean, it's, you know, that's not, you're not comparable when you're talking about the upper echelon of elite talent. Now, our talent is good enough to compete in the ACC or it's good enough to compete in the Big 12 or the Pac-12. We'd be a more talented team there, but we're playing in the SEC. You've got to line up against the best of the best where you can be a top 10 team in the country recruiting and still be fourth or fifth even in your conference. So, you know, this is this is something we're going to have to work on. Um, you know, Georgia's a big roadblock. You can't let it beat you twice. I think that's the main thing to go through this week is not letting this game bleed over into this one because this game against Arkansas, and we'll get into that later, is very important. Um, but, no, there's – and there were some good things that you see from the guys. Graham Burst, again, statistically had another solid day. The running backs had a solid day. Quietly, Ricky Pearsall keeps adding to his numbers. Um, there were some good things. Prince Limon Mielin played well. Um, so there are some things there that you can look to and say, these are good good plays, good players, but we've got a lot of work to do. And I think that we have to accept that we have a lot of work to do um, and let this team go forward. Um, you know, and if next year, if, if we go next year and we look completely lost and, and, and everything's, you know, not progressing, then yeah, I, I could be, I could see the concern, but I said this year was just to me, it was always kind of what it was based on what we were working with. Yeah. And Wes, before I throw it to you, um, 
I talked about Shamar being out this this weekend. Billy just announced that Shamar will be out for the rest of the season. So that's not fun. <laughs> um, hey, thanks, Jacksonville Turf staff. We really appreciate you guys. So what a wonderful job not putting in the turf when the Jaguars were playing. That's not fun. So obviously, um, Manny Nunnery will have a much more expanded role. Obviously, um, Wingo. Tana Mitchell, all those guys, you know, we're going to have to step up. It's next man up. That's what it is. I mean, now look, we, first we need to focus on one game at a time, and we'll get to that in a minute. Wes, Wes what were your takes based on what me and CJ said about the, the <coughs> Georgia loss? Uh, the offensive line, I'm, I'm, I might have to hit it now. George uh, was terrific. He missed the, on the first screen. He missed that. Then he called. He was that. He he was the reason why Mertz had the fumble. Uh, I mean, we just got to get better up front. Um, I know there's been some rumors and rumblings of a new strength coach to me on both sides of the ball. Talent is there. It, talent is an issue, but we have to be stronger. I don't feel like we are as strong as we need to be up front on both sides of the ball. Uh, to me, we have guys. Uh, that that can make plays, especially on the defensive side, and I don't feel like they're getting the, what they need as far as in the weight room. Uh, and I know some some people were like, "Well, we told you, y'all were talking about injuries," and and to me, the injuries that were sustained were not strength related. But I see the strength related issues now, and, and to me, that's a major issue up front. Uh, the fourth down call to me was a bad call. I didn't like it. Uh, to me, that kind of was one of the turning points. Trey is Trey. Uh, I love uh, that, that. That I was so hyped seeing the creativity, getting him the ball on that first drive, and we kind of went away for a while. Then we kept going back to the slants when Jordan knew it was coming and almost got him killed. Uh, didn't like that. Borderham was a no-show, and, and to me, it wasn't him that was no-show. Is that we went away from things that were work, was, was working with the tight ends. We didn't do enough of that. And you guys mentioned assignment football. I'm going to give Armstrong next year to have these guys in uh, year two of his system uh, and, and, and seeing Castell in year two, Thornton in year two, and hopefully some infrastructure with, with these DBs because, to me, there's no excuse for playing DB. Safety is much more of, okay, I need to be here in this position and doing things, especially we got freshmen out there because, uh, to me, I, I don't I don't like – Mitchell is in the same category with uh, uh, Marshall and uh, Agent 8. Uh, those guys, uh, to me, I, to, they, they're just depth guys to me. They're, they're guys that need to replace starters. They're not guys that, that I would love to see uh, starting for me right now. Not all three. Maybe even get, get away with one, but not all three. Um, and to me, that was, to those were the keys in the game. I feel like this is the mo- maybe the most least ta- – even the 2020 Georgia team was better than this team, this Georgia team. If we were going to get them right now, this would have been a year to get them. Because I feel like the, the team that Kyle Trash beat was ten more talented. They lost to us and they lost to Alabama, the team the Alabama that won the national championship. And they lost to us with Kyle Trash, and those teams were able to throw the ball to beat Georgia. I would, and that that's the crazy thing to beat Georgia. You're gonna have to be able to throw the ball. You can't run. We were able to run. Uh, and I think we kind of got lost, and that's when the offensive coordinator thing comes into a lot of fans' minds. I I, I feel like we kind of got away from some stuff uh, and let the game dictate things that we shouldn't have been dictating. And, and to me, the offensive line, um, that, that was an issue. So um, just just happy that hopefully, like, uh, I think you, I think her, or not her, CJ, you said this, 
can't let Georgia beat us twice. Uh, and we'll speak about Arkansas, segue into that, I guess, now, and I'll save that for this. But we can't let them beat us twice. We can't fold this weekend. And, and, and Arkansas's record is not uh, the team that I, I think is going to show up Saturday. They've lost to some pretty good teams and, and not, like, blown out. There's been some close scores. So uh, just hopefully this team can rally and get behind. I don't think Merce is that type of guy. I don't think Rick is that type of guy. I don't think my, I don't think the, 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 the key guys are off because I don't think Trey is not going to show up. To me, I worry more about the defense and what they're going to do showing up this weekend more than I worry about what the offense. The offense, the skill position guys can only control what they control. <laughs> Hopefully, the offensive line can give those guys a chance to make the plays that we know these guys can make. It's about the offensive line to me. Yeah, you segue into Arkansas. Um, obviously, they are coming. They're coming off a of bye week. And they're coming off of firing their offensive coordinator. So they, they've obviously struggled and disappointed this year. So this is a team, their, their offensive line has not played well at all. So this is a team that if you're, if you're going to get any kind of defensive pressure on, this is the team you need, you're going to have to show a little force. Um, obviously they're, it's a noon game. We've talked about Florida getting up for noon games. Um, this is a team coming from central time zone going into Eastern time zone. So, you know, their clocks, it's 11 AM. This is going to be a, an interesting game to see how we get up for it, to see how we come out of the tunnel. You're wearing those black uniforms. There's got to be a certain amount of, of height that comes with that. Now, does, does it translate to the field? I can't, I can't answer that. Only only the players can. You're the first team to ever in the history of the University of Florida to wear these uniforms. So, um, but you're also coming off a fresh ass whooping. Let's call it what it is. Now, do you man up and say, look, we're playing at home. We're, we're, we're defending our home turf against a team that we know is inferior to us and go out there and say we're going to make these uniforms look good and, and everybody proud of us today, uh, this is a game that is going to completely show the mental makeup of this team. Now, once again, young team, you just found out what is could easily be your best defensive player is out for the season. He uh, dislocated his kneecap, by the way, if those wondering what happened to Shamar. So he had a patellar injury. He's already had the surgery for it. He's expected to be back by spring ball, which is great news, but obviously not good for the rest of the season. You don't want to lose an athlete, the, the quality of Shamar James, especially going in to this slate of games. I mean, you know, late in the season. But look, it's back to what we said at the beginning of the season. Six, six, seven and five, eight and four being probably best case scenario on a season. Um, here we are. This is a game, given all the remaining games, that you point to and go, we got to have this one, boys. Um, no matter what happens, you got to go out there and win this damn football game. Obviously, each week is a week, you know, a week at a time, Nick, blah, 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 football, you know, analogies and all that good stuff is all fun and dandy, but this is one of those games where you look at, I don't do, we, we obviously said it many times on here. We don't do the, this is a must win game. Uh, this is a pretty important football game. I would, that's how I'll, I'll say about it. You can't go out there flat. 
You can't go out there against an inferior opponent and play with your head on your, you know, your your ass on your shoulder, you know, because you got beat by Georgia. You go out there and say, you know what? We need we want a bowl game this year. We want to prove to people that we're better than what they think we are, better than what we looked on on previous Saturday. Uh, we got big time recruits here for this. We only get, like CJ said, we only have two more home games left. Make you know, set goals for yourself. We're not losing at home the rest of the season. Whatever it's got to be. And I know Florida State's a tough game, and God knows if you, if you don't want to win that game at the end of the season, what game do you want to win? I mean, you'd love nothing more than Florida State to roll into town undefeated in the playoff conversation and ruin their season, but we got to get there first, and that starts this weekend, getting your head straight, realizing you got a team you can beat, um, a team that's beat up, a team just like you, uh, you know, with a coach that might be – on his last leg, if things don't get straight, uh, P.S. Sam Pittman, we still want you for offensive line coach at Florida next season if things don't work out for you in Arkansas. Um, C.J., what are your takes on how, how the Gators need to approach this week's game? This is a game that Arkansas is a better football team than their record. Um, they played close. If they played uh, in the Big Ten, in, in the West, in the Big Ten, they probably be the best team up there. Um, they're a team that's just had a tough slate of games. Their out-of-conference game didn't do any favors. You know, you played a pretty good BYU team, lost to them. Um, you know, you, you gave Alabama a fight, you lost to them. Um, you, you know, our, you, they played LSU. Um, they lost – they just, you know, the Mississippi State game they played was just a weird – football game, you're playing at home, you only score three points. It's just something's not clicking there. Um, and you don't want to be the team when it starts, they start to click on. Uh, and that They've got a very talented quarterback. K.J. Jefferson is one of the best in the country. Anybody would love to have, them, have him on their team. He's a solid player. Um, Arkansas has got talent. They've got players. Uh, Sam Pittman has done a good job bringing talent in there, and, and um, I, I don't I don't know if they move on from him or not. Um, but you don't want to be the reason why they decided to keep him. You know what I mean? Florida needs to show up and and really play this game and understand that this is a really good opportunity to get the bowl the bowl game you know locked up and done. So you win this game, you've got six wins, you got a bowl game. And, and, you know, the, the important thing about the bowl game is we've talked about it. This is a super young team. You need a bowl game because you need the extra practices at the end of the year. They are key to this football team right now. Uh, they're not so important to a lot of other teams, but to this one, as young as they are, to get any extra practice time would do them some good. We said it last year with the Las Vegas Bowl. Everybody wasn't super hyped about it, but it was important to what the team needs. Um, you know, we I worry about this team with a guy like KJ Jefferson who can move. Uh, he's not, you know, a stand in the pocket kind of guy. This is this is a game to me. This is a scarier game than I think we're making it. Um, you know, understand the noon kickoff. Yeah, they're kind of sleepy, but if you look at Arkansas's last few losses, they've been at noon. You know, they haven't played super well at noon either. 
Um, so, you know, they're not a team that excels playing in that time slot. It's just – it's a game, and I'm not saying it's a must win, but this game helps you a lot if you win, but it really, really hurts you if you lose. Um, it's really it's really important that you get this one because looking down the pipe, you've got three teams left on your schedule that are ranked within the top 15. Um, it's not going to get any easier. Two of those are on the road at tough places to play. Uh, <laughs> this is just one you got to show up for. You got to have it. You got to put the game uh, Saturday in the back of your mind, not worry about it. Can't carry it over to this week. Don't let them beat you twice. All those, all those things, you know, um, we don't have, I don't want a whole bunch of guys showing up like a bunch of cabbages, you know, a bunch <laughs> of cabbages that show up with, with just a head, no ass, you know, you want, you want some guys with some legs behind it. So, uh, it's an important game for us. Just do your thing. This is a team you absolutely can beat. Wes, what are your keys this weekend? Get on them early. Defenses, and I've said this all season, so I reiterate here so fans don't think I haven't seen it or, or I knew viewers. Got to cause turnovers. That's been the problem with our defense. Give our offense a sharp field. When we've given our offense Tennessee uh, – uh, South Carolina, uh, we've done – when we turn the ball over, we win. And, I mean, that's basic football one-on-one. The team that, that, that has the most turnovers usually wins the game. We have to turn the ball over defensively. I'm, and then I keep saying this. I'm not really worried about the offense. I think we'll be able to move the ball uh, if offensive line can hold up. The offensive line is the, my, my, my issue, and the defense is my issue is in the hole. Especially without Shamar there, I don't trust our linebackers besides him. I know CJ was very, very high on Robinson coming in as a freshman. Uh, Nunnery, and uh, is it Mitchell? Uh, uh, is it who's the Mitchell, the other linebacker? I want to see Robinson. I would rather see Robinson. I know he played some snaps last week. I saw him a couple times last week. I want to see Robinson. Uh, he, I, he flashed in the spring game to me. I know it's the spring game, but I want to see Robinson on the field. Um, to me, he's he's the most athletic guy. We he's a, a former safety. He's the most athletic guy. With uh, KJ, you're gonna need somebody athletic to be able to run him down because he can make plays out of pocket, and they can beat us. I want fans to understand. Like this is a must win because you. I know you guys didn't want to say it. To me, it's a must win. We have uh, three after this three top fifteen teams. The one that's coming to us, the two of those games on the road, the one that's coming to us is the top four team in the country, which is Florida State. So the other two, LSU, and we know our struggle. We lost the last three to LSU uh, in games we should have won, and we know how that rivalry is where they somehow always beat us. We know what Missouri is. Missouri, we go down there, it's, it's like doom and gloom down there as well. <laughs> so it's like I, I don't feel comfortable going to Missouri. I know what the the the, the past previous games been with LSU. Maybe it'll flip when they're the favorite. Maybe we can beat them since they're the favorite this year. I have no idea. And Florida State playing us at home is a rivalry game. Anything can happen, but that's the top four team at the same time. So this is a must-win game. To get to 66, to get those extra packages that CJ was just alluding to, this is a must-win game. This is a team, this is the only team that we will be favored to beat to go the rest of the way, hands down. And those, uh, as I said, those other two games are on the road, but it was games that we usually lo- lost at Missouri, 
hell if we get a 12 o'clock game, then I know it's a loss. But then <laughs> LSU, that it might it's going to because it's LSU and it's because of us, they'll play us at seven o'clock. So those fans get rowdy. That's just how it's going to go. I just, just feel like that. It's going to be a seven seven o'clock game, a seven thirty or eight o'clock game in Baton Rouge for their fans to get drunk and 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 do whatever they do. And then I don't trust our defense with uh, with Daniels because to me he's the best quarterback in the SEC this year. Uh, so with all that being said, said I feel like this is a must win. Our offensive line has to show up. Uh, I want to get us want to get up early. Uh, CJ said the offensive line is not that good. I need our defense to make some plays as far as the defensive line. Uh, I didn't talk about this earlier, but I saw TJ Searcy, TJ Searcy make a play downfield last week against Georgia, and that shows me the infrastructure of the 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 youth and the culture that we're trying to build. And people have to understand it took how many tries for Kirby Smart to beat Alabama? It took him a while. I saw somebody talking about. This week on the timeline, I'm talking about Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney lost five times in a row to South Carolina before he got, like, give – year freaking two. Year two we haven't even completed yet. We have a top three class recruit. Have some big guys on the board that we're trying to close with. Give it some time. Give the culture time. Don't – we're not that – we've reiterated this weeks before. We're not – this is not 2010 where we like, we just won the championship in 2008. We lost one game in 2009. It's not that team. That's not we're not that program anymore. 2012, where we were one game away from playing for the national championship if uh, Jordan Reed doesn't formal against Georgia. Yeah, that's not us. This two, it's 2023. It's a decade ago. We're not who y'all want us, who I want. I'm not going to say y'all. I want us to be. I have to put it in perspective. We're not that program. It was a big, big problem from the last three coaches. And I'm going to put all of them in the same box. The last three coaches really buried us and put us under. They did it. You know what I'm saying? With lack of recruiting, lack of structure, uh, lack of organization, uh, lack of uh, building culture. Uh, they, they've all had their – I will give Munchap a pass because I love Munchap and what he was trying to do. Uh, he was uh, To me, he wasn't given the ability to do things. some of the things I believe he wanted to do uh, at a program like Florida. But McIlwain and, and Mullen really buried us and put us behind the eight ball. So give it time for us to be – we weren't in Georgia where, where Kirby came in and had already had talented players and is in Georgia where he can recruit wherever he want to recruit. We're going against nobody. That's not – our bed of talent is, is, is not the same. We have Miami, Florida State, and Alabama, and Ohio State, and Clemson coming in and stealing our guys. It's not the same. So you guys have to understand that and put it in perspective of where we were when Kirby came in, where we were with Clemson, where Dabble came in, and then you have the whole sorry ACC. Look at look at Florida State's schedule. Duke has been their best win. That's their best win is Duke, and that's a basketball school. So you can't compare us to some of these other schools and say we should be doing this and doing that. It's not the same. You're comparing apples to oranges when the SEC East and Georgia's a freaking juggernaut sitting up there doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So just be patient with Napier and the staff and give them time. And uh, year three, I might be where you're at. But right now, I love where recruiting is going. I love uh, the structure. I love what I see from Mertz. Uh, there's some tweaks that he has to make, and we'll see how that will in the offseason. All right. This wet, this rant brought to you by Wes. All right, guys. It's that time of the week again. Let's give those score predictions. CJ, what's your score prediction for this week? Yeah, 35-31 Florida. Oh, God. 
Wes, what do you got? 27-23 Florida. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you right now. This is going to be like 38-33 Gators. It's going to be like another back and forth cussing at the TV. <laughs> yeah, throwing shit. Yeah, Y'all probably why, right. Why, you know, why can't you do this? I'm not going to be a fan anymore. I'm done supporting this crap. Yeah. And then, oh, good victory. Let's talk All about right, we're it. Good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was perfect. I don't understand. <laughs> this is how we drew it up. Yeah. Uh, this is just how it's going to be this season, guys. We knew it was going to be a damn crapshoot. But, uh, Billy, Billy, I think Billy knows the pressure of this game. He knows this is one of those that, you know, I got to go out and put on a good effort. I brought the black uniforms to Florida. Uh, this hype's on me. We go out, lay an egg on top of all that. You know, people are going to start to bark. Not like Gator fan, like uh, Georgia fans do with children, but you know what I'm talking about. All right, guys. Hopefully we're right. Hopefully all three of us nailed it. Gators are going to take a big victory this weekend. We need it. Get bowl eligible. I hate talking like a big victory. It's just us getting bowl eligible, but that's what this season is right now. And, and you know, can't do nothing about that. All right, boys, let's talk about some uh, pick'ems. Week 10, we're starting to get down to the uh, nitty-gritty here, boys. Last week, Hirsch and CJ, 8-2. and two. Better than I thought we were. But the man West went nine and one last week. Hirsch was a man of his word. He didn't fudge Wes's picks when Wes mailed them in to me, and I, 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 I could have, I could have laid a heavy thumb on him and said, you know what, I don't, I don't like Wes getting that. But it was a good week for the hype man, and that brings us to the season. Hirsch sixty three and twenty seven. CJ one game in the, in the uh, on the on my tails there sixty two and twenty eight. And West pulling up 59 and 29, closing the gap ever so slightly, four games back. Um, I must have had a bad week the week before, prior to that. You had a bad week, <laughs> a bunch of weeks. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're going to give West a break. He lost his two best deep, two of his best defensive linemen on his damn NFL team. He's hurting in his soul right now, but he got a nine and one week in Pickham's. He's going to see if he can do it again this week. We're going to start, guys, we're going to start in the Big 12. Kansas State goes on the road to take on Texas. Wes, you're, you're the best record. You lead us off. I'm going to Texas. We need them to get in that playoffs. That's going to be a hell of a job right there. CJ? Texas. Yeah, I'm going to take Texas on this, even though I feel like they got one more loss in them somewhere that they shouldn't oh, have. Yeah. Oh, they probably lose Oklahoma again in the championship game. No, no, no. They'll lose to somebody else. They, that's that's Texas way right there. They're going to lose somebody they have no business losing to. Oklahoma State. Yeah. All right. ACC country versus a kind of part-time ACC contributor, sometimes independent. Whew. Notre Dame goes on the road to take on uh, the fighting Dabos at Clemson. They're, Dabos feeling a little heat over there. In Death Valley, CJ, what do you think? Oh uh, yeah, give me the Irish on this one, uh, Debo. Debo, we're trying to figure out why why we're paying you all this money to go four and four. Look, kid, you want my job? You apply for it. 
It'd be funny yeah, if you said, I, I, I could do a better I, job. I, don't know if that, I would have asked him. I personally would have been like, do I find that on Indeed? Where do I find that job? Is it on the university website? Yeah, where do I find the, the, the application? You know how many championships I won in NCAA 14? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do I submit my resume for head coach of Clemson, coach? Can you can you answer that? Wes, yeah, who you got? I heard that rant. Dabble, to me, was in Rome. To me, that's a lot of things going with, especially with our fan base, Florida, and what I was just ranting about. But um, I, I, for that, for the record, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I yeah. do agree with you. I just think yeah. it's funny because it's dab. Yeah, yeah. He, the, the dude, made him curse. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> that was Jesus' will. <laughs> yeah, I had to go to church twice. When he said, "I worked my, I worked my ass," I said, "Oh, don't do that, devil cussing." But I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with another name. I think Shift is out, if I'm not mistaken. That's their best Ooh. player. Uh, I know he got twisted up last week, um, so I'm gonna go with. Uh, I don't North care Star. who's out. I don't care who's out. I don't care who's in, who's out, whatever. Notre Dame is gonna come down there and whoop that candy ass. <laughs> I'm talking about. The heat is that, completely on on the on in Death Valley. Dabble right. is on Notre Dame, by the way. Well, he, we'll see he, though. I'm, I'm he, ain't, he ain't owning much right now, other than uh, <laughs> um, I love Christ T-shirt, and you know. <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, a second ago, Oklahoma travels to Oklahoma State take on Mike Gundy and the and the Mans. Um, Wes, who are you taking in this one? Hmm, I picked against Oklahoma State a couple weeks ago. My only loss this week was Oklahoma. Um, so I'm going to go with State. I'm going to stay at home. Oklahoma State, he's taking the Gundies. CJ. I want to take Oklahoma State, but I'm just – that that loss to, to, to South Alabama is still bugging me. I'm going to take the Sooners. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Oklahoma State. I, I mean, it'll be an entertaining game, but I think Oklahoma pulls that one off in the fourth quarter. All right, Jimbo got a big win this weekend over South Carolina. Kind of like it was a big win for Florida. Um, Texas A&M travels to the SIP take on Lane and Ole Miss. CJ, who you taking? Ole Miss. Yeah, I thought that was pretty easy, wasn't it? Wes? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm going to go Ole Miss, too. I I was really hoping South Carolina was going to lay it on Jimbo so he could take multiple back-to-back losses here and really fire that seat up. But I think he gets popped this weekend away from home. All right. Let's head up to the uh, to the Big Ten where they don't like points. Penn State <laughs> on the road to take on Maryland. Wes, who you taking? Ah, uh, this is tough for me. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Penn. I'm scared. I think Maryland. I'm gonna go with Penn State. I'm gonna go with Penn State. Was it tough, really? If if you answer it that quick, yeah. <laughs> CJ. Penn State. Boy, I'm telling you now, in my heart, I really want to take Maryland here. I think see, Maryland. See, you I think, feel like me. I think Maryland could actually put up enough points to 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 win this one and and make it interesting. But um, man, I'm in a dogfight for my record right now. I got to go with Penn State. 
got to go away from the from the heart and go with the mind when it gets into a tight race here in the in the closing weeks. All right, Oregon State, fresh off of um, they took the loss last weekend to Arizona, so Oregon State traveling out to Boulder to take on Coach Prime. CJ, you me, I'll see that. I I picked Coach Prime <laughs> last week. Uh, I picked against Oregon State last week. That got me a dub uh, with Arizona because I just don't like the way Oregon State plays away from Corvallis. But I'm going to take Oregon State this week because Colorado just – the wheels are coming off of that thing pretty fast now. Yeah. The Thanks, whole bunch man. of different opinions and kids you didn't recruit and transfers, which is the danger with it, you know. Um, Bad things happen when losses start piling up. Right. Wes? Beavers. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Oregon State, too, just for like what CJ said. It, it really feels like the egos are starting to kind of get in the way a little bit, and the Sanders boys are starting to be the, the, on, the only focus of the team, and Travis Hunter as well. I mean, Travis Hunter's played remarkable. Don't get that twisted. But um, I don't know. This is one of those things that you can see go real south real fast. And um, all the all the luster's kind of falling off of the the wagon over there. Staying in the Pac-12, UCLA travels to Arizona. Wes, shoot, give me the Bruins. CJ, Arizona's getting really good here in the late going of it. I got to take the Wildcats again. I'm They're taking really Arizona myself. I told you, I, I told you, I like Arizona's quarterback. He's, that loss to Mississippi State now is kind of starting to turn into a an anomaly. For anomaly, them. yeah, it, it really is. They're they're a pretty decent foot. The Pac-12 is playing really good football, man. And it's last year of existence. Yeah, so going gonna, out like this. And we're gonna stay in the Pac-12, uh, where USC is is not who we thought they were. Washington travels to LA to take on the Trojans. CJ, who are you gonna take? I'm taking I'm taking Washington. I, I really like Washington. I really like what they're doing. Wes. Yeah, I'm going with Washington as well. Them or Oregon gonna win uh, them or Oregon will win it all. I'm saying it now. Wow. Wow. I hope both of them get into the I'm hoping that both get into the college football playoff, but I think uh nope. that's, 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 yeah. uh Florida might have might have to help for that to happen. Yeah, um, somebody's gonna have to help. All right, back to SEC East. Brady Cook and Missouri traveling down to Athens to take on UGA. Wes, who are you taking? I don't have a choice what to pick on the dog. I know y'all going with Georgia, so I got to I gotta climb some ground here going Missouri. How, how do you know I'm going with Georgia? Because I know y'all going to go – you're trying to do the safe picks. <laughs> it ain't even about safe picks. It ain't got nothing to do with safe. Safe, is, safe and smart are, you know. Safe um, is safe is, is, is generous. Missouri Missouri's good. They're good for Missouri standards. They ain't touching Georgia. Ain't yeah. happening. Got to be able to pass the ball. Not it'll it'll be the first home. half. We'll go in the third quarter. Missouri will be down by like two or – up by three, and Wes will be texting us like, "Look at Mizzou; they playing with Georgia, and then Georgia's gonna pull off and win." Yeah, and it's gonna be thirty-six to seventeen just at the end of the game again. or something like that. It's no. Um, now, do I feel like this could 
could potentially be a little bit of a I don't want to say a track game because UGA doesn't have anyone after them that that's scary. But you come off the high of beating Florida. They have yeah. Ole Miss. Ole Miss probably give them a game. They got them in Tennessee, and I mean, oh, that's yeah. true. I, I yeah. lied. May, you know, this could be a trap game. It, it could absolutely be a game that UGA kind of doesn't take serious, but that's just not in their nature. I'll tell you that third not- Saturday of the month is hell for Tennessee. They had to play Alabama, us, and now Georgia's going to be their next third Saturday in the month game. Man, it couldn't happen to a better bunch. <laughs> All right, game of the week, staying in the SEC. We do it every year. Everybody loves this game. LSU at Bama. CJ, who are we taking? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Wes? I think LSU will win, but my heart, I'm going my heart on this, and I need Bama because I need Georgia to, to lose. So I need Bama to be in the SEC championship game, so I'm going with Bama. I'm going to go with LSU on the road to upset Bama at night. I believe. Because I think Jaden Daniels is the real deal. I think they're going to put up points, and I'm not sure Alabama can hang with them. I believe believe LSU's defense is played out. I I agree, but I got to see. Might look like Jaden Daniels when the night's over. You make a valid point, but here we go. That's my that's my hey, pick. Hey, take a swing. That's my know. risk right there because I I really think I, I don't know if he's if he's the Heisman front runner. I've seen some things that say he is. I kind of lean towards Phoenix Junior myself. I think Me that too. Washington Washington train is just. I think yep. maybe he's. I think the only problem is he's out there where he's at, and he doesn't maybe get the nationwide publicity. Right, watch him enough. If he was USC, if he was at USC and Washington was USC, he, he'll get it. If he was playing Caleb Williams' spot, yeah, you're probably right. It, it's been a long time since people took the Washington Huskies serious in, in football. Um, so, hey, I, I, hope it, I hope it comes down to a bunch of exciting athletes. As long as we knock Jordan Travis out of it, I don't care. Um, yeah. All right, guys, that's our picks. As always, don't put money on these picks. I don't think you do anyway, but you know, hey, don't yeah. don't trust three guys on a podcast with your hard earned money, or you got to answer to your wife and your family and all that stuff, and and we ain't worth it, man. We're just three guys being you know crazy. As always, guys, if you if you want, leave your ten picks in the comments below. I know some of you guys like doing that. If you're still hanging on, listening, if you give a crap what these three guys pick every week, join us. Drop your picks in the comments below, man. I love seeing what you guys think and seeing your reasoning for those picks. All right, fellas, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We appreciate you hanging in with us, man, for the entirety of it and hearing us ramble about this, that, and the other. Hopefully some of our thoughts are are the same as yours, and it's kind of like you. I know some of y'all have said, man, y'all are, you're my therapy. I like listening to y'all. Y'all say some of the same stuff I'm feeling helps me get some of my frustrations out. And we love being that outlet, man. If we're that outlet for you, that's awesome. Um, you know, man, sometimes this is good therapy just to hear some other people say some things that's kind of on your mind and say, man, that's, I wish more people would say stuff like that. That's kind of how I feel about it. Um, Hey man, we're all in this together as Gators. That's, that's all I can say. CJ, what you got for the people before we get out of here? Thank you guys so much for, for supporting us here as creators. You guys have been keeping up with us. 
Uh, check out our friends at Alma Mater. You can get this hat I'm wearing right here or the other one they just dropped today, which is uh, very similar to the white one that I wear from time to time with the baseball Florida script on the front. It's all black. The lettering is black. It's just raised and slightly maybe more closer to a gray, but it's more like a stealth look. It looks really, really cool. Um, they just dropped that one. They got a black polo with the helmet on it. A few more uh, things that you can wear for the blackout game. Check them out if you guys are going to be in town. Um, those, they're doing a great job there. Use our link. It helps us out a ton. helps them out a ton. Um, for, uh, you know, this week, uh, we don't want to, and I'm going to let Wes really take more over this, but we don't want to forget why we're playing this week, what we're doing this week, why we're doing it. Um, you know, the players are going to be wearing the black jerseys, but they're going to go to uh, helping our veterans. Um, when they're auctioned off afterwards, they have those, by the way, uh, they're not, of course, they're not paying us to say any of this, but those, if you do want to buy one of those jerseys, they do have them up for auction now um, already starting, I think at $250 and not that money is going to go back to uh, helping veterans. So if you guys want an on-field Jersey, they've got those out there for sale. So check those out. But uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us. Um, You know, the channel's growing. We're doing good. Uh, we appreciate you riding along, even you know when things aren't great. Uh, I know how hard it is to stay invested in this kind of stuff. Whenever you're not winning a whole bunch, it, it's kind of hard. You know, you don't want to remember that you you didn't win on Saturday, which is we understand. I understand that. Um, but thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Yes, sir. All right, Wes, send us home, man. This is this is like CJ said. This is an important week for a call yeah. that's near to you. Yeah, I I was just doing the numbers in my head. I think I have nine total uh, family members that that serve for this country. Uh, on, uh, on my mom's side, uh, it's like nine and two on my father's side. So uh, that's why I always shout out the veterans and and appreciate what you guys have uh, done for us, uh, what you sacrificed uh, to to give us the ability to to live free and do what we're doing. We know whatever's going in the country is going on. So uh, we. I personally appreciate you guys. I also appreciate you guys, your thoughts and prayers in the comments uh, from last week. Uh, but this is a very, very important week. CJ touched on uh, the things that are going on. We know Veterans Day is next week. Oh, we celebrate it. It's Saturday, but uh, as far as the holiday, we celebrate it next Friday. So uh, thank you all to uh, who uh, watch and listen uh, to our podcast for the likes, the subscriptions, uh, the comments. Uh, listen to us. Uh, we appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'm very, very thankful. And I'm blessed uh, to have that many guys and, and gals. Cause it's not just men uh, that have served in, in the services uh, for my family. I think I have two women and the other seven are, are, are male. So uh, thank you all. Even uh, the, the kids, the, the wives, uh, the girlfriends, etc., that also have to sacrifice when you guys go across seas uh, or deploy, whether it's sometimes it's not across seas, it may be across the country uh, to, for active duty and things of that nature, for trainers and whatever, and, and you have to leave your family behind. So uh, thank you all. We appreciate you all. Very, very blessed to have you guys uh, do what you guys do. So uh, thank you and a salute to you. Yes, sir. Thank you to all of you that have served, do serve, or any of your family members that serve. We appreciate y'all and your sacrifice for our country and our freedoms and everything you do. As always, go y'all and go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. We will catch y'all next week.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.